I feel like guys, we can't just start hugging each other. So what we did instead, we started wrestling. Oh my god! We started <laughs> wrestling, and at the time, I didn't do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. so I was getting my ass kicked. This is so male. But we were all just like shirts off, yeah, hugging, wrestling. So straight, you know, dude. like hey man, yeah. show me that chokehold again. Oh but really, god. it was a way for us to hug. Oh, right. The podcast has started. I'm just going to say it started. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has started. And... Uh, we take three weeks off and the vibe completely changes. Completely changes. Um, we are now just shooting in a blank white room. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, exactly <clears throat> the energy I want to have. Uh, can I tell you? Um, yeah. Just as a fun existential crisis thing. Yeah. Is uh, I think my worst fear is not to be in hell, mm-hmm. but to be in purgatory. I can understand that. Just like in a white space, just by myself forever. Yeah. Actually, it might be tight. I don't know. In between? Like, yeah. where you just like don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. you're just perpetually waiting. Forever? Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. You're alone with your thoughts. That's the hard part. That's really scary. Yeah. Being I would need like thoughts. TV. <laughs> <laughs> does purgatory come with TV service? It does, but it's not premium cable. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. There's ads. Oh my God, it's like Hulu with ads. Oh, it's just ads. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <gasps> that is hell though. That is hell. <laughs> it's just It's just like... And you can keep skipping them, but they just go on forever. Yeah, that is hell. It's like five seconds of like uh, a Marvel trailer and then five seconds. Of oh, my God. No, like an e-commerce thing. Yeah. I'd rather do just be blackness. Yes. Just like, put me in hell. Yeah. Just seriously. put me in the fire. Yeah. I could get, you know, honestly, it's fine. I can take it. I don't love heat, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine you're in hell and, and <laughs> you're just like, you're just complaining to say, yeah. I don't love heat. It's sweaty. Yeah. I'm is sweaty. there AC here or is what? AC in here. <laughs> well, at least you have, do you have ad free Hulu? Yeah. <laughs> that does. would be me though. Satan would have ad free Hulu. But I would be going like this. I wouldn't be complaining like that. I'd be like, I'm so hi. I'm so sorry. I don't really want to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to have ad free Hulu. Yeah, exactly. Just very polite still, yeah. but like passive aggressive in yeah. hell. And they're like, listen, we're getting you to heaven. Yeah. Because you're so annoying. <laughs> uh, this is the Asian Not Asian podcast. Okay. Where uh, two Asian people talk about um, the beyond. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. My name is uh, Mike Nguyen. I'm Jenny Arimoto. And um, we've taken a little bit, we took a little bit of a break just because we had a whole bunch of guests and it was awesome. And now we're just going to have a couple episodes just vibing, man. Yeah, just us two getting just, into the real stuff, finally. Just us two getting into the real stuff. Uh, I love your shirt today. Thank you. It's my aunt's old shirt. It actually has matching shorts. It's like this purple Fuck floral <laughs> like Hawaiian Fuck. shirt with these matching shorts. I've never ha- been um, confident enough to wear the combo because it feels really loud. Mm. But I think I'm reaching that point. Is it a shorts where like the shorts are really high-waisted and pleated? Yes. Boom. Wait, how did you know that? I just... Uh, know how asian women of a certain age dress man <laughs> that is exactly like That's i'm imagining crazy. like yeah. my, my aunt would wear something like that yeah and you know you could see it in a picture of them like standing in front of the statue of liberty yeah you know what i'm saying and it's like they got it tucked in and totally like the whole thing yeah that's incredible the way that you called that let me just say this shirt gets a lot of reactions from people yeah like especially men Mm -hmm. like i have a couple shirts for some reason that like if i were in a video or something i get 
ask like where did you get that yeah or like love your shirt it's sick and this is one of those from, from men though from men and, and we should say since i forgot this is a this is an audio <laughs> yeah medium, i was like this is that an audio, that's how i try to describe it purple blue and teal <laughs> like floral, floral hawaiian, hawaiian shirt shirt purple buttons yeah uh camp collar uh outstanding yes what's this made of um i don't know feel free feel free to you're the one who knows uh, i'm gonna have to look it's not silk but not in a bad way i'm yeah. not i'm not i'm not hating on you Honestly. this is something it's 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 amazing <laughs> but uh yeah but i guess it gets reactions it's really good <laughs> and i you. feel um i <gasps> we i have a mac a very similar shirt it's made of silk though oh, okay. and we should wear it together during our outing with our special friend yeah we're gonna we're going on an outing with a special friend we kind of don't want to talk about it yet yeah until it happens until it happens because we're not sure if it will yeah <laughs> but we should you and i should dress very similarly to what yeah. just weird them out <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why we're trying to weird about. like really freak out this person who we respect respect greatly. and has been very nice to very us. kind to us yeah that's very funny it's a fire shirt Thank um you. yeah so uh you know we're, we're just gonna be vibing we got a couple of things to to hit up today yeah and i think it'll be fun this will be a fun kind of like um catch-up episode catch-up episode it it's structured sort of like a uh what's that what's that um What's that bowl of sushi that everybody's all into now? Poke ball? Yes. Bowl? Yes. <laughs> but instead of like a salmon and, uh, you know, uh, like a seaweed, yeah. it's going to be a little bit of race news. It's a little bit of voicemails. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a little bit of just us yeah. hanging out and, and catching up with each other. And it'll be delicious. Incredible. Um, that, mm. And that also just makes me really hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and, uh, and, and before we get into it, if you're checking this out, uh, on your iPhone, uh, take a screenshot post it send it uh tag us at asian not asian pod on instagram we finally got to 55 15,200 followers Woo! something is happening i don't want to get into the analytics okay well I'm, that's one of my things i'm trying not to do not i'm trying not to be an insights asian mm -hmm. where i'm like looking at that all the time. worst feeling is looking at your instagram dashboard i fucking hate line graphs now okay, yeah don't look at that. it i hate it so but please uh please tag us uh and uh you leave us a review if you're uh, listening to us on the uh, podcast app you can leave a review, uh, leave us five stars, leave us a little comment. We, we love reading them. Uh, and if you're on Spotify, you can hit follow. And if you're on YouTube, hello YouTube, uh, hit subscribe, uh, leave us a little comment. Tell us about, um, shit, your most, what is your most fire shirt that you have? The one that you're gonna pull out when it's mm. like, it's time to flex on every yeah. motherfucker in this bar. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do you have something like that? Is yeah. it this um, one? No, I don't have fire shirts, but I have shirts that get reactions. Okay. This is one. I have this one sweater with a dog on it that oh, I bought shit. in Tokyo like years and years ago with my mom. And it's like this cartoon bulldog. And I <laughs> wore it to work thinking, okay, it's just like a cute sweater. Yeah. And I wore it to work like years ago and my coworker slash guy I was kind of secretly dating <gasps> said, what is this sweater? Yeah. And I was like, it's a dog. And then he's like, I don't like it. Like really intensely. I, like I didn't wear it after that for years because I was, I got that reaction. Wore it to work in New York. <sighs> mm -hmm. I think the speaking of this is giving you hives. <laughs> that's why you're coughing my god i'm teary-eyed <laughs> yeah i wore it to work one day because i was like i wonder what's gonna happen if i wear this sweater to, to work uh... in new york a guy i was in line to get like a drink and a guy like at work <coughs> a guy comes around and he and he goes hey 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 your sweater 
That's wow. it. It wasn't good or wow. bad. He just said, your sweater, wow. And then left. And then someone else stopped me and said, whoa, your sweater. But it's never good or bad. It's just like this like reaction to it. And mm. now I like am afraid of wearing it. Okay. I still have it though. We're going to we're gonna cut this podcast right now. You're going to go home, get the sweater. Yeah. Put it on and we'll put we'll, I will we'll wear put. it. When it gets colder, I will wear it. Because it, <laughs> it's like it, a sweater. Seriously, it's just, yeah, it's a sweater with a dog on it. And people, I swear, I get every time I wear it, someone will say something to me. I love that your your power shirt is a cute dog sweater because mine was going to be oh yeah silky shirt that's floral blah blah, blah yeah. you know like i'm doing cocaine and you're like mine's a cute one that yeah that people yell at me people for. yell at you and not in a good or bad not, way yeah, it's not a positive reaction so leave that leave a leave a little comment about uh, what your most fire shirt and or reaction sweater is and uh <laughs> yeah and, uh, and that'll be fun um we're also going to do very quickly do a quick uh, patreon shout out uh, to a couple of uh, new people, we've got uh, it, Patreon is the best way to support the podcast. You can uh, donate money, and we do all sorts of fun stuff. Of which one of them is give you a shout out on the podcast. Um, it's Patreon.com/slash Asian Not Asian Pod. Uh, this today, this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Okay, we guess your ethnicity um, when you donate, and this person's name is Fukiko Machado. Ooh. Woo! It was easy for one yeah. second. <laughs> it was going okay, and yeah. then boom. Yeah, exactly. Left turn to Brazil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo. Oh, maybe is that is that is Machado? Is that? Pro- I think so. There's a really famous group of Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys, the <gasps> Machado brothers, and I know that Japanese people. There's yes. a big presence of them. Okay, uh-huh. this person is Japanese Brazilian. Boom. Because there's like I think the biggest population of Japanese people outside of Japan is in Brazil. I want to say that's true i feel i've heard that somewhere yeah. too there's like which is always shocking to me when you see someone you know who's japanese and then yeah. they're like fluent in portuguese right and you're like wait what the heck what the fuck? but also me speaking english <laughs> they're probably like what the heck what the fuck yeah <laughs> yo i think uh, i think we got this one um i i i'm, I'm so curious now about how you know th- this person's ancestry because they you know I don't know exactly the circumstances for Japanese people moving to Brazil in mass. It's probably, probably just opportunity. Just work, right? Or like like farming opportunity. Yeah, I think farming yeah. opportunity. I know so little. Me too. I just know there's pretty good Japanese food there from what I hear. Damn. Yeah. Yo. Yo, get us some food, yeah. Fukiko. Okay, Fukiko, let us know how like how accurate we are. Yeah. Because okay. we are accurate. Because I want to say they <laughs> you know, okay, your your grandfather or grandmother moved to Japan nineteen ten ish. You mean Brazil? Brazil, sorry. Yeah. Brazil from Japan, nineteen ten ish. Okay. Then they had a kid, so you're like third generation or Ooh, whatever, you yeah. know? The, you're the granddaughter of the person Who of moved. the of the immigrant. Yeah. Boom. That's I'm getting, good. I'm getting so specific I like about that. this. That, yeah. That also kind of mirrors my journey, so I like it. My right. My family journey. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> you know? Okay. I love it. Um, yeah. What kind of uh, Asian were you this week, Jenny? I was a birthday Asian. Happy birthday. Thank you. Leo <laughs> Energy. <laughs> for come, showing up immediately being like, it's my birthday. <laughs> um, yeah. It was my birthday this week. Um, 
it was it's been uh, every time i always i'm like i don't care about my birthday yeah and then i care a lot yeah (laughs) i love it so it's been very fun um also the weather has been fantastic like there was like a heat wave and then it cooled down yeah so it was like nice to be able to be outside yes (laughs) and not feel like completely in pain yeah um and i like have hung out i spent a lot of time with my friends and all of that i will say i've been kind of having this interesting existential crisis i think this is maybe the second time existential crisis the word existential crisis has come up today um i've been like having this interesting kind of um thought where i'm like why do i need to do comedy I think about and, that too. Yeah, and I like think when it's my birthday, I do a lot of like. I mm. obviously have you met me. I love to do reflections and then yeah. thinking about goals for the next year. Can I? Uh, you don't have to say. Is this like a big birthday? No. Okay. Last year was my big birthday. Okay. Um, I can say my age. I was. I'm 31 now. Oh, okay. So last year was a big one. Right, I was like turning 30. Yeah, my yeah. 20s were over. Like I went all out last really? year, and a lot of my like reflections and stuff were very clear, like. I knew what yes. my growth was. I knew what I wanted, whatever. And I think much like turning 31 is, it just feels like not a huge change, mm. but also like reflecting. I'm like, um, why do I need to do comedy? Yeah. And so I've been like thinking about that a lot. Yo. Um, where I'm like, why do I crave the external validation of yes. people laughing yes. to feel good? Yes. <laughs> yes. Not to immediately make it dark, but I was having that thought. Like, what is it about me innately that I need this? But then I do like a stupid improv show and then I'm like, it's so fun. Yeah. So then, uh-huh. but I'm like, is it just the fun part? Like, I don't know. And so I, I've been kind of thinking about that a lot. Is um so the thing that kind of trips me up sometimes is um the doing the art form versus the uh growing your career. Yeah. Those are like the two because when I'm doing um a show i'm having fun yeah when i'm you know although uh, i did a show yesterday and it was so bad i did i did so bad it was it it, it, i like sat at the bar nobody talked to me bad you know what i'm saying i was like oh this sucks it happens though but at the same time at least i was like okay at least i did it and i know i'm gonna have bad things that's part of the art form but then so when i'm in that space i'm okay yeah but when i'm in the posting stuff to social media how many followers do i have what's the next kind of project i'm working on that's when my butthole gets like really weird yeah you know i get that i think that i agree because like when i do like a dumb thing a small scale show right it's just for fun for fun that's when i remember this is all stupid and dumb and fun and the whole point is just laughing and like making other people laugh like your friends laugh yeah and then it is like when i start writing something and i get notes or like whatever i do like writing and doing that stuff but what i like is yeah. kind of culminating culminating in like creating something and then yes. having it acted out and like whatever the, like yeah, that's the, the making fun, of cool the thing part. is cool yeah but it is like the when it's consumed and you start getting like it is the social media part of it feedback on it or whatever that i do spiral where i'm like why do i need people to yeah. love me like this <laughs> i think um you know because I, I think you and i we got into this kind of thing because we're kind of like trying to push back on like grind culture yeah you know what i'm saying where everything has to be like monetized or whatever mm-hmm. and i feel sometimes and I, I wonder if a lot of our listeners are like this where you're like you have your creative thing that you were doing and you love doing it whether it was like fucking making jewelry yeah. or whatever writing poetry and stuff like that and then there was like a i feel especially now there's like a pathway for a lot of things to become your your hustle yeah or your job and mm-hmm. that's 
you know, where things get real weird and I, but I, and, and I, I sometimes think I'm, I'm just like, I should, I just want to do it as an art form yeah. and have it no, go nowhere. Uh-huh. And, but I run into a, like a brick wall in my mind where mm-hmm. I'm like, is that really what I want? Is that, is that good or bad? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I can like label something as a value like that, but I do think there is some weird thing where you you know there's a lot of people who are passionate about stuff and then somebody says you should do your passion thing as your job Mm -hmm. but then that that kind of ruins it you know Mm -hmm. i think that with anything once it reaches a point where you switch and you want to make it a career yeah it becomes then a career yeah and it becomes the stuff that comes with the career right like it becomes a job yeah like i know that if this ever were to switch where i become like a writer Mm. like for for real making money and i like I pay rent based off of that work, then it, it becomes like a job, a yeah. nine to five job in any other way. Right. You have to grind and like do it. Do it. And I think that's the part that like. Beyond I'm, Zoom meetings. Oh, yeah, and then sorry. you start wondering, what is it about this that, that like I like about it? Like any career. Like right. you're like, what is, what is it that drives me in this like thing? So I'm like going through that right now. Cause I think I'm like at the precipice yeah. where I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, I should be grinding of, yeah. like really hard to get ahead. But at the same time, I'm like, what is it? Yes. About getting positive feedback on like the things that I create or say or write. What is it about that? What what is it about me like putting my own personal value and getting someone to laugh? Yes. Yes. And that's I, the yeah. ther- that's or I have to go back that's to therapy. The <laughs> we just want our parents to say I love you. That's it. That's all it is. It is just like I'm like it's achievement oriented thinking for me. It's cuz like I want to do well mm. and like that's just like who where how i've been yeah. raised and so i think comedy is a great way to know if you're doing well immediately if you're in a room and you get a laugh if you put something online you get a like like it's like this immediate kind of external validation mm-hmm. that yeah. i think i like when i do well but then i also spiral yes if you <laughs> can, can i also just to kind of bring the asianness part into it yeah. i uh, sometimes think it's like i also want to be sort of like accepted mm-hmm. by the mainstream mm-hmm. And usually by that, I mean like white people, yeah. <laughs> right? Because I realize sometimes I'm at a club and clubs are generally like pretty mixed, but like skewed towards a very, you know, not always white, white, but like, you know, it's it's a certain crowd of people, right? Yeah. Um, and I always wanted to be able to do any kind of room. And I sometimes think that I have a hard time connecting with like what I would consider a run-of-the-mill mainstream audience, mm-hmm. right? I think with, if it's like a lot of Asian people, I'm gonna, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty, I'm probably gonna get you. If if it's a lot of people of color, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna get you. But then if it's like a lot of white people, it will take more work for me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, I'm looking for their approval. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking for, and I'm then I'm like, you know, thinking about the jokes I'm doing, and then, but then, then, I, but then I always think about like, well. Does Ronnie care about this? Like, like Ronnie, right. Chang, does Ali Wong care about this kind of thing? And it's like I feel they would get anybody because they're really good comedians. Yeah, and it's like they can connect with all kinds of things because they are who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm I always think, well, if I put this stuff out, put I'm, I'm putting myself out there, and I, they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm I'm deficient because I don't have something valuable to give to this? audience like i want mm. this i want these people to like me yeah you know what i'm saying and um and if they don't that means i'm i'm not likable or something like yeah that. you know so it's like it, that that i think just to put the racial element on top of it i don't know if you ever think about that too 
I think I just want to be liked by everyone all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm like, I mean, I think there is something about specifically with like white supremacy that you are like in a room full of white people. You are the, the easy go to thing that we've been taught is to, you know, like perform or try to um, communicate for them yes. to understand like it's on us to get them on our side yeah 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 and it's to like do things that they will like also even like when you think of structures of power like to move ahead in this industry mm. you do have to appease white people yeah because it's like all white people right. who are in charge right like at the top right right i mean it's changing slowly but not really but yeah, yeah i think like i i understand what you're saying i mean because i'm not a stand-up comedian like i don't have that thing immediately where i have to like yeah 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 make people feel comfortable on stage like right. to everyone like that um but But i guess being an improviser yeah yeah but then and then also yeah like you you said putting stuff out on social media because like uh, i had a joke that i put out there and um so you know some haters came on me they're like this is fucked up blah blah blah. oh yeah and i was like all right i don't know you know what i'm saying like i yeah i mean i get that i literally made this tweet about um i was i ran a half marathon i just wanted to bring it up on the podcast and um just like the final picture i was oh yes that's right yes yes white dudes yes and they're huge yeah and so i made a joke and i said yet again white men have taken space from an asian woman but it just meant physically they took up space they were bigger than me and then they they blocked the camera picture at the the finishing line of the half marathon so i tweeted it yeah and they got weirdly some people took it seriously and like this she's so yes. like classic liberal like yeah, yeah, she yeah, takes yeah. everything and makes it about race and that's when i was like oh this was a joke that did not play to like that type of white person yes yes yes, yes. and i do remember i muted it imme- immediately Immediate, it's yeah. also like really low scale like we're talking like 20 20 likes you know yeah, yeah 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 um but i was like oh i forgot like certain jokes like racial jokes yeah they're like it's just like not taken the same way if you're like a white dude. Yeah. I I, I always think about because I, I put out this thing and I'm like, you know, one guy was like, I'm a big fan of stand up comedy and I didn't like this joke, blah, blah. And I was like, you're not a fan of stand up yeah. comedy because you didn't like this joke. That was the, <laughs> That's kind of the whole point. Isn't that yeah. like the whole thing? So, yeah, I I don't know. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> happy birthday. Thank you. And ultimately, it is my birthday. So that's yes. what this is about. Yes. You have your birthday party today. And maybe I'll come by if yeah. I can squeeze it in. Yeah. Because not no pressure. Your, yeah. your father. Yeah. But it sounds fun. Yeah. Okay, Mike. What kind of Asian were you this week? I was an everything, everywhere, all at once. Asian. Oh, my God. I finally Literally months watched. and months after. I had to wait until it I came know, out on... I know. I don't even know where I watched, rented it. Maybe on Apple or something like that. Yeah. How and are you feeling post... It was so post. good. It was It was one of those things... Because I, I, I rented it, and you have like 48 hours. Yeah. And I rented it pretty late at, at night. I was like... It was like, you know, 9.30 or something mm-hmm. like that, 10. And um, I would say to my wife, I'm like, okay, we can watch like an hour of it, and then we still have 48 gonna- hours to watch the rest of it you're gonna watch it in two sittings i was that was like our thing where we're gonna try to do that because okay no way should have consulted someone (laughs) absolutely right within five minutes i was like okay we're watching the whole yeah and like and it was just like it was so oh man like expansive and you ever have like a really cool daydream i guess yeah where all these everything is possible all these different things are happening it was like that. It felt like there is, you know, like almost like a, like a awesome creative dream mm-hmm. as far as like the ideas that were involved, mm-hmm. but it was also executed in a way. And I think I, 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 I want 
people to know that like this is it was it was it's just a good film technique mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was it wasn't just like a, a craziness you know yeah. what i'm saying it, it made sense internally and then the way they shot it was really cool i also uh watched like the next week multiverse of madness so a yeah. lot of multiverse stuff mm-hmm. very different i have not seen it i will not watch it's it. okay you know and yeah, no interest <clears throat> i'm a marvel fan okay but you know to compare those two things because like in one of them all the actions of the characters are driven by the logic internal logic of the movie Mm -hmm. whereas in marvel it's kind of like there's multiverses but essentially they're kind of this i don't know i don't it it what it didn't feel like as uh just to compare the two right Mm -hmm. I, i think like as a from a film standpoint you know one was like you know really fun and again like expansive like there was a lot of different things happening and the other one was like you know it's a little bit more structured right Mm -hmm. so anyways i finally it was i finally watched it it was really cool really beautiful did you cry i didn't cry oh um but that's only because i'm dead inside yeah (laughs) but meanwhile meanwhile i sobbed twice did you i watched it twice in theaters is there a particular point that you're like this is amazing yeah i can say spoilers now. i think so come on now everybody watch it okay <laughs> <laughs> well spe- it's specifically the scene where waymond talks about how he fights yeah. differently yeah when he is kind of like i know you think you've been fighting your whole life but i've also been fighting in my own way yes. that part makes me fall apart every time like i think it reminds me of my dad Yes. Um, because my dad's also a very like sweet people person and he kind of like gets things done by d- being nice. Yes. Um, not that my mom isn't nice, but my dad's like especially like a sweet yes. talker type yeah. of guy. Um, and that, so that scene gets me when you kind of like understand their relationship. And then also the final, obviously, mo- mother-daughter moment. Yeah, of course. Got me. So that's like both times I just was like in my mask like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like disgusting underneath you know what i mean like in the theaters and i'm like if anyone could see what's going on kind of under the mask yeah, it's no. actually horrible um two things first of all can we talk about um <clears throat> uh that the the actor who is wayman yeah was so okay. fucking good yeah i mean they all they all everyone was unbelievably fantastic but yes he crushed the 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 scene there's a there's like one of the multiverses like she's like a movie star and yeah. he is he cleans up so good I know. and it was so like one car wide yeah, yeah. just like fucking squab yes. motherfucker yeah and i was like this is a true talent yeah. this guy is talented uh-huh. and literally hollywood just brushed him aside for i know 30 years or whatever the fuck it was it's uh fuck i know I was seriously so, i was so upset but i'm so glad he had this like vehicle to come back it was so and good. absolutely show off all the different aspects yes you know that he was he was like the slick guy he was like the goofy dad he was like a heartfelt person yes. um also uh, this is a little bit of a tangent but just like can we give it up to heartfelt dads because i think also in um turning red the dad is also kind of like yes. that too, like the soft, the soft parent, the soft dad. Yeah, you know, soft Asian dad. Yeah. and I, I, I feel a lot of us have soft Asian dads. Yes, my dad's a soft Asian. Soft dad. Asian dads. You know, I, I have a, I have a brother-in-law who's very much a big cuddly soft, soft Asian, Asian dad. dad. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying they, they kind of. Can we make a T-shirt that says "Soft Asian Dad"? Soft Asian dad. I would wear that. That's another kind of. You know, I feel. Hey, you know, there's a lot of 
toxic masculinity out yeah. there. But there's something about that soft Asian dad. He's just, he's, he's, he's like a cuddly mattress uh, who's just supporting the yes. whole family. I you love know? that. Yeah. Right. And I think that portrayal of the, these characters is like such a different way of showing like masculinity, yeah. whatever, Asian masculinity, whatever, right yeah. there. They're like, they're, they're, they're doing what they need to do in order to support the family. Totally. You know? And it's, it's it was beautiful. And oh my God. And also, can I just say, everyone's fantastic. I think yes. Stephanie Shu is fantastic in it. And <gasps> I listened back to on the episode where she was on well, yeah. this podcast. Yep. Do you, she's, it was when she just wrapped this movie. I just is like listen to it. Yes, on? she's like I was just finished filming a movie, and y'all were like, "Can you talk about it?" I just listened to it, and she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's this movie. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once." And she like talks about it, and and you know, no we one know, knew what it meant. Know. So you're like, "That's cool. cool." And I was listening to it like with the context of the movie, and I was like, "Y'all don't even know <laughs> this movie's gonna make people sob, and like it's gonna be like the." first movie of its kind and she's like crushing it oh my god we knew she was talented then but then it's just like you don't even know on the next level of what you know what i'm saying (laughs) and it's it's funny because uh when we put her on the pod we were like you know we were like fans of hers right but we were sort of like more like peers yeah and now she's just sort of like on another plane of existence (laughs) you know and like she's not returning my dms anymore which is i respect because her pr person is very busy so no she's great she's amazing um i'm gonna link somewhere on here to to, on youtube yeah you can watch it as well and, and check check out that episode she's she's truly amazing She's so funny too yeah she's so good Anyways, so I'm glad you finally watched it because when I, I don't know if you remember, I, when I watched it the week, I was like, I have to talk about it. And you're like, I haven't watched it. And I was like, okay, we can't talk about it. We should have a thing where we just watch it together again and I just know. live stream it. It's so, I bought it on iTunes. Oh, I haven't even yeah. watched it yet, but I was like, I know I have to own it because I love yeah. it that much. It's so good. Ki Hui Kwan. He's so good. He's Vietnamese too. Vietnamese Chinese. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Which um is awesome. It's just so it's just i i don't even know if we'll keep this in the podcast but i just wanted to remember his name anyways yes everybody was so good um fucking james hong was fucking i know i know just welcome here's Mike, the thing literally too. here's the thing <laughs> too so can i just say very quickly that um i always think about you know there needs to be movies i think where um you pitch it and they have to be asian or asian american for the movie to work Mm. do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like they and i always think like could they they couldn't make like you know black panther oh well but we'll put ryan reynolds in it no right it's not going to make the sense and i always think about these kinds of stories and i this is one of those stories where they're it's important that they're asian but it's not necessarily like their asianness yeah you know what i'm saying that is like the 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 key thing but it it is very important that they are asian right do you know what I'm saying? Because it's about this immigrant thing, but then it's about, you know, the intergenerational thing. Totally. You know what I'm saying? It 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 wouldn't it would be a different movie if you like whitewash this. Yeah. You know. I agree. You know. It's just so good, and it's I think it just speaks to like a lot of our experiences, in a way. Yes. That a lot of movies have not really like, you know. I think I mean especially fully. too because you know I mean I. I I'm sure our our our, our aunts, grandparents, grandparents will always wonder, what if we didn't come here? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That alternate life, yeah. right? 
where maybe everything would have been okay in Vietnam or, right. or stayed in Japan, it mm-hmm. would have been okay. Like, that's like such a huge thing mm-hmm. that that's got to be, that's like a perfect jumping off point for a multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So well done. Getting on that airplane uh, or boat yeah. is, that is like the that's schism right there. Yeah. And that's the decision. And now there's two of you. Right. Damn. Wow. Please check it out, everybody. I need to rewatch I'm, I'm, it. I'm, 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 t- I'm talking about it like no one's heard about I it. I know. It's been like six months. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you're like me, you'll try to take care of your mind as well as your body. I try to do stuff like read. I try to meditate. I go on long walks. I just try to unplug because I think it's super important that you just step away and just reflect. Along with whatever you do, there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you listen to this podcast, you know we're all about mental health. That's almost what we like talk about almost exclusively sometimes on this show. I've talked about my experience with therapy. I've done in-person therapy. I've done CBT. Uh, I've even done text-based therapy. And I'll tell you, they all have definitely helped me work through a lot of different things. Um, so I highly recommend taking a moment, considering therapy. What's cool about BetterHelp is it's online therapy. So you can do video phone or you can even do chat only therapy so you don't have to see anyone if you don't want to it's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with someone in 48 hours with a therapist in 48 hours our listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com asian that's better com slash asian okay guys i don't want you to freak out i don't want you to get all fixated on this but think about how dirty your butthole is right now. Yes, I said it. When's the last time you washed it after pooping? Never? You just use toilet paper? That makes it even worse. It's time you started washing your tush with the Hello Tushy bidet. I got one a long time ago. It was an anniversary gift. I love it. I tell you, I feel like that fancy French guy meme. You know the one I'm talking about. It's so cleansing. It's so nice. The Hello Tushy bidet attachment washes your bum with fresh water for a way better clean than toilet paper. Simply spray and pat dry. And it attaches to your existing toilet. Even someone with a sociology degree like me can install it. All right. Uh, We want all of our listeners to have clean bumps. Visit hellotushy.com slash A-N-A to get 10% off plus free shipping right now. Go do it. That's hellotushy.com slash A-N-A for 10% off. So yeah, we, we took, uh, we took a couple weeks off and, um, uh, I had, I went to Charleston Mm -hmm. with uh, my family and that was cool. It's sort of not remarkable. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was cool. It's it's a good place. Nothing weird happened. Everybody was pretty nice to me. Um, yeah, go check it out. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm okay, saying? That's great. it. Uh, but I wanted to really hear about updates from you. Yeah, so I went to a bachelor party, but it's really a bachelorette. So it was yes. like a groom, and but then everyone attending was, was a woman. Uh, uh-huh. So yes. it was uh-huh. very yeah. much like a bachelorette, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and... We basically got this beautiful house upstate with like a pool and a tennis court. And we just like spent the weekend there Mm -hmm. this past weekend. And it was so fun and like just chill. Yep. No 
strip club. I don't know what that world is like. Like, Let, let's do a little thing later where we compare bachelor versus bachelorette parties because yeah. I feel bachelorette parties you come back refreshed. Yes, that's how you I know feel. What I'm and we yeah. like talked about our feelings a really? lot. Yeah. You know, like we did like face masks. Oh, that's fun. It's like that, like very chill. Did we you like do all drugs? cook dinners. No, I mean if like weed, okay. like does that count? Like an yeah. edible? Yeah, I don't no, think that really no. counts. Not like shroom. You didn't do no. shrooms and like no get weird no it was just very chill okay and like drinking wine it was like that i will say that i was the first person to cry (laughs) 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 we were like going around talking about trying to cry were you guys okay and i'm also the newest person there like this is my friend that i've like everyone else was like high school college like a lot of people like that like in his life and then i came in (laughs) <laughs> like this person became close with this person like in the past couple of years and i was like thank you for letting me even join blah blah Aww, blah nice. and the whole joke that we had when we're in throughout the evening was who's gonna make him cry first him well, cry first okay yes, yeah, yeah guess what i cried first <laughs> i was like i lost i short-circuited yeah the but system. that's like me my tear ducts are loose baby <laughs> i started talking and i was <laughs> like <laughs> they're so loose and do you have this thing i think it's being asian Yep. That like talking about your feelings and externalizing it, that in itself is a big act. And so like I start talking and being honest and then all of a sudden like I start crying. And it's not even that what I'm saying is emotional. It's just the fact that I'm being honest yes. is enough to make me cry. Yes. Where I'm like, I love you. And I'm like, like start crying. <laughs> I didn't say anything different or right. different magnitude than anyone else. It's just that expression is a big step for me. Yes. And so I just like started sobbing and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm the first one to start crying. Like that was me the whole night. Did everybody like, hug you? Okay. And everything. Yeah, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> so that was kind of the weekend. That's nice. It was I, very sweet. I feel sometimes it's like you're going to cry because of just like, you know, you're like exposing your soft insides you know what i'm saying yeah you're rolling over and showing your belly totally you know but i don't i think a lot of like for white people that's not anything new like that's like they talk about their feelings so much more there are a lot of kind of like he's from the midwest there are a lot of people from the midwest there and they are so complimentary every little thing you do they're like you're incredible or like you look amazing (laughs) any outfit change and i was sitting there like why is everyone being so nice yeah 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 like i like asian people don't compliment each other like this like you don't you're not constantly like i love you and you're incredible it's like a an energy that you don't i didn't grow up in that no so i was like why is everyone being nice like friendship isn't being nice all the time yeah in my head absolutely (laughs) the biggest one is like um let me give you an oh it looks like your rice bowl is empty i'll put you exactly another bowl of rice exactly that's like that's the i love you yes acts of service yes whereas like here it was like service constantly like touching each other like playing with each other's hair like lots of physical touch and lots of like words of yeah. like Afri- and i was like this is i'm not i don't know how to do this in a mm-hmm. natural way no way so i was just watching a bunch of like white people compliment <laughs> each other and i was like dang this is crazy and then i start sobbing the second i say one nice thing out of yeah. my mouth i'm like <laughs> like I, i'm not used to this i feel uh it's always fun to go to those kinds of things because I, I i get to be kind of like a white people anthropologist yeah you know what I'm saying? Where I feel like David Attenborough, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, oh, I can't do the accent. But it's like you're you're just watching them like, you know, grazing. Yeah, you know? I did feel that way. I and I brought it up later. I was like in the car when we kind of all separated. I was like, that was crazy to watch you guys be so nice to each other with your words. <laughs> you know, like what a weird complimentary weird thing to do. And he was like, I don't think it's that weird. But yeah, I guess bachelor parties must be different. Oh. Is it just like a bunch of dudes getting wasted and just not talking about anything? You know what's funny is actually I think at the core, bachelor parties 
ultimately do get to the I love you so much. You're my best friend. Yeah. But there has to be there has to be all these layers yeah. to get there. And so, alcohol. A lot of alcohol. But let's just say so like at you know, at, at a classic bachelor party, it's like you're pre gaming at six, you're doing a steak dinner at eight. Yeah. You're going to a strip club at ten. <laughs> yeah. You, you know. But if you can get to I would say two thirty or three in the morning, uh-huh. you finally get to the yeah. bro man. I love you so yeah. much, and I'm so I'm so afraid of losing you yeah. because when you get married, you know everything's gonna change, man. <laughs> right. That's you know, or or you're doing drugs, yes. and you're like, you're you're. Uh, I think those are like the best memories you might have from a bachelor party of just like, you know, uh, you know, being blasted out of your mind totally. in a strip club parking lot, but just like hugging your friend. Yeah, that I- is at the core that is still what it's about but you right. got to get through a bunch like of shit all the first. steps i feel like it's so activity based for it's men very it's activity like based. it's like i got it we got to do these things and yes. then increasingly with time and yes. the, under the influence of some external thing <laughs> which is a drug or yeah. alcohol yep. then you can finally talk about your feelings yes and hug each other so the hugging thing too so the one of the bachelor parties i went to once we went to a uh, we rented a house in Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Still very activity based because right. we then like went on a boat and like I was gonna say you have skied. to go on a boat. We yeah. water skied. Yeah, <laughs> you know because we couldn't just sit around telling <laughs> yeah. each other we Could love each other. Could you imagine that Fuck would be no. so uncomfortable? Y'all would be just sitting there like just sitting there quietly. Like, yeah, quiet. hell no. <laughs> we fucking water skied. Yeah, and then we went back to the, to the to the 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 house and of course we had to get a stripper. So we ha- invited the stripper over and she was doing her thing. And at a certain point, she's like off in another room somewhere and then finally that's when the guys we were like we felt oh we <laughs> i feel like guys we can't just start hugging each other so what we did instead we started wrestling oh my god <laughs> we started wrestling and at the time i didn't do brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. so i was getting my ass kicked this is so male but we were all just like shirts off yeah hugging wrestling you know like hey man show me that choke hold again but really it was a way for us to hug you know (laughs) wait how do you wrap it up what do you actually end up with hugging no we ended up just like choking each other oh (laughs) but it's like bro that was cool man oh oh, man you like hurt my arm you know like that is that's what it was but it was a way for us to to, touch each other like a way to show love through physical touch i think that's what about i'm gonna start a bachelor party activity where it's brazilian jiu-jitsu and like at the at the end of it we all okay beginning of the class you all do mdma yeah You know what I'm saying? We get the music going. Yeah, but at the, set you the know, mood. Set the mood. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to show you some moves. Right. What's up? And then we're just hugging. Oh, my. We're just hugging. God. I would love to watch a bachelor party. It's like, a mess. As just as like a pure observer, yes. as like watching animals, <laughs> like just seeing what the, yeah, all the steps are yes. and like the the rituals that have to be done it's to get to the rituals. next step. Yes, yes. I it's would love all, to watch. It's it's uh it's a lot. I mean, for my bachelor party, I uh, <laughs> we went skeet shooting mm-hmm. in New Jersey, of course. <laughs> activity based. Yeah, activity based, and we came back and we had a steak dinner, and yeah, then we got like uh we like got like turned up, but yeah. it was definitely oh we went to we smoked cigars yeah because I love smoking another cigars. another activity of, acti- another classic bachelor activity you know and the funny thing is is like whenever you do one of these activities i think i would say i would say at least half don't even want to do it yeah you know what i'm saying yeah but what else are you gonna do sit there sit there and talk. get to know each other too intimately <laughs> hug <laughs> it reveal our That's feelings disgusting. oh my yeah. god no smoke this cigar <laughs> yeah. smoke this cigar and shoot this gun yeah exactly 
it's just so that so we can talk straight, about our dude. feelings, dude. This is my nightmare. Show this me this is truly cold. like series of nightmares for me. <laughs> it's fun though. It 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 is it is a, it is it is weird, but you know it is. Uh, it's just our, our, our and then everyone you put a way. mic in front of everyone and like podcasting, and then everyone gets really like real. That's like the only way to get people to be honest, bro, bro, bro. Let's start a podcast. I, w- yeah. I love you, man. During the bachelor party, yeah. Hey, I brought all my podcasting. Equipment. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to do chokeholds and talk about on stuff about stuff on our podcast? <laughs> oh, the bachelor bachelor party podcast is coming. Yeah, that is. Amazing. It would be kind of. I would once again. I would set it up and then kind of facilitate. <laughs> so how do you feel about Just, Matt? Yeah, you know? it's like dead mother. Yeah, <laughs> you mean it? It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is very hilarious. different experiences. I think extremely <laughs> different experience. But it like is, I was mostly sober the whole time. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, and I started crying. <laughs> that's that. That's it. <laughs> I started crying when somebody put me in a chokehold. Yeah, that was, it's the same thing. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, we're going to do uh, a segment we haven't done in a little while. It is uh, Dots Race News. Let's get into it. And uh, we have one that's really interesting. I feel we're getting real real emotional in, on this particular episode. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to have one. This this came out just a little while ago, but it's still extremely relevant. And um, I'm going to read the headline here uh, from people uh, people.com. It was, uh, it's Constance Wu returns to Instagram after being off the grid. Um for a while so you know if, if for people who did kind of do the context here constance Wu, you know crazy rich asians fresh off the boat um hustlers hustlers it was like really peak at the peak of her right, career yeah. right right and i remember uh this you know a few years ago um the a season the last season of fresh off the boat gets renewed she's she has this kind of like offhand tweet about like oh you know Basically, I think she was unhappy about. She was kind of commenting on the posts, like uh, showing that she was unhappy that it got renewed. Yes, mm-hmm. and people kind of went at her, you yes. know. And I think that people, I feel for some reason, people started going at her yeah. even before that, mm-hmm. even with hustlers. Yeah, you know, um, and 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 you know, she says, uh, "I was afraid of coming back on social media because I almost lost my life." from it three years ago when i made careless tweets about the renewal of my tv show it ignited outrage and internet shaming they got pretty severe i felt awful about what i uh i'd said and when a few dms from fellow asian actress what from a fellow asian actress told me i'd become a blight on the asian american community i started feeling like i didn't deserve to live anymore that's uh that uh, i was a disgrace to asian americans and that they'd be better off without me damn i know craziness i know and I do feel like, you know, people kind of, yeah, again, went, went at her, mm-hmm. um, which I felt was, yeah, I, I don't want to go and, and say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not some, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to white knight myself here, but like it, it was, it was, it was rough to see. And then you didn't see her for a little while yeah. and now she's, she's, she's starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What are your sort of thoughts on this? I mean, I remember when it was happening and I remember thinking, why is she like why why is she publicly posting but then also at the same time the backlash was so intense yeah that i was also shocked at why i didn't fully understand why everyone was so angry yeah i think this is more reflective of the burden that comes with being like someone who's maybe 
famous from like a marginalized group mm. like one being a woman in oh, general yeah, like everyone sure. turns on actresses at some point like that's what happened with Anne Hathaway it happens with Jennifer Lawrence like if you're yeah. a young yeah. um, female like actor or like a uh, celebrity the tide usually is like you're a starlet darling for a while and then something will happen and then right. the tide will turn against you or nothing will happen and the tide will still turn against you yeah yeah it yeah. like is the pathway for most women yeah um and so i think constance we was like you know the darling um after crazy rich asians of like Dang. for like asian american yeah, yeah, um, yeah, women yeah. and i do think on top of that like i think when you're one of very few and um you her seeming ungrateful yeah. i think was like the backlash like turns against you because it's like you you are representative right we have very few women that are like successful like her mm. who are asian american i think to us she was like to the greater asian american community i think we, it was maybe like you are you know our yeah. starlet darling yeah, 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 and yeah, any yeah, yeah. wrong move yeah makes you seem like I don't know. I think the backlash is bigger than it, it deserves to be. Absolutely. So I don't know. I think that's like the burden in the way that's like super unfair. Yeah. And I think is like, in, it's like just not, not okay for people to be saying this stuff to her. But I like, I think that's just like how you see kind of how the world works yep. in this very unfair way. Cause I don't think the backlash would have been as bad if she were a man. Oh, hell no. Nah. And if you she know? was not Asian American. Yeah. I think too, um, yeah, there's there's like uh, you ever watch Downton Abbey? <laughs> a little bit. There, the main the main guy, his, uh, the character's name is Matthew. So the actor who played him left after two seasons. The one where he got killed off. Exactly. Yeah. So he, they had to kill him off, and you know he went on to do all sorts of stuff, and everybody was upset about him leaving. But it's like you know that is just like a weird small example of the difference I think between. Uh, when a when a dude goes and tries to pursue a career versus like oh no you know a woman's got to stay and fill this kind of like role in people's minds yeah. you know what i'm saying of being um yeah like a uh yeah grateful and, right. and just a nice person or whatever and it's uh it, it's 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 crazy too just because i think to add on the layer of like the social media thing yeah right everybody's dogpiling you you know? That's the other thing. When you, it's so black and white on social on the internet yeah. that once the tide turns yeah. and everyone decides you're something, yeah. it's, people just go all out people and they decide that, that you're a bad person. Yes, and like there's just no nuance or gray area no. or like even per, even perceiving someone as an actual individual, real human being, yeah. who exists and lives their life and like makes mistakes or like you know has opinions yeah yeah yeah, and like has her own life so i don't know i I also think that it is a little sad that the most of the backlash came from asian like the one that hurt the most probably is the fact that the asian american community turned on that is that is like really unfortunate i think because i i'm you know i'm sure constance you know as being uh being a woman on the internet she gets all sorts of trolls yeah but then also to have like yeah like e2 brutes you know kind of your own community kind of doing this and 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 to be sure i'm sure that like many people in the community were like supportive i was like right. excited about hustlers i was yeah. like oh this is cool you know like mm-hmm. new shit mm-hmm. you know um uh but you know she says that someone dm'd her and that's going to be the stab in the yeah. heart right there that's like damn you're like not representing the community anymore yeah that's like set that's like a whole other thing because usually your community is going to be like fuck the haters we got you no matter right. what you know what i'm saying like you, you know you, you even if this project doesn't work out, we, we, we still going to support you. And that's going to give you like strength. But then if you feel like you don't even have that anymore, yeah, then damn, 
you know i see like uh, why where things can get super dark yeah it's just frustrating that you have to have the burden of representation just because you are an asian woman right i think i was talking to my friend who's a big mindy kaling fan oh shit and um she was saying uh, because i have like complex kind of feelings about mindy kaling like I, i and i think um not that she's like a bad person or anything but sometimes like you know i i wonder about um like the way she writes certain characters and things like that mm. and like decisions she makes on casting. Yeah. But she was, her point, uh, my friend's point was, <clears throat> why does she have to represent yeah. all brown women? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like why yeah. does she have to make that decision or she, that's like her, that she, something she has to do in her work? Yeah. And I was like, that is true. Like I don't, I, I don't think it's fair that Constance Wu has to yeah, carry represent the, all the, yes, and like be a perfect person because she's an Asian woman right. who's like gained an X amount of fame. Right. Um, so I do agree with that, that she has that burden. And like now we expect her to be a perfect role model right. for all Asian American women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. It was like, cause she was, you know, I think anyone in that cast of, uh, of crazy rich Asians is like, there's like the, there's like the thing, Yeah. you know, there's like, you, you were like the, the golden family. Right. You know, but then, you know, you look at Henry Golding. I just saw Henry Golding in some terrible Netflix movie. Yeah. <laughs> And it's fine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because Henry Golding is just like, oh, he can just go off and kind of do his own thing. He's like, which is how it's, it should be, right? Mm-hmm. It should just be like, he can just go off and he doesn't have to represent all the Asian dudes. Um, but like Constance definitely is like, you're, she's like the, she's like the Virgin Mary. I know. You I know? mean, it's just, yeah. And also just existing yeah. on the internet. Uh I just think it's bad for your mental health in general, in general. But I can't imagine after something like this at her scale, Whew. the amount of hate that you get, Whew. it must... I don't know. I feel very bad for her. And I think this is increasing as I get older. And I, you know, I, I, the more we're on the internet, you kind of realize that um, there's truly no nuance. And I think we need to, in general, be better before we like send that DM. Yes. <laughs> or like try to like label people as good or bad in like a holistic, like black and white way where it's yeah. like, there's no, no room for a person to be a person. I think we have to like all kind of step back and be like, okay, that's not the reality of things. If you met this person in real life, you would never think these yeah, things. Yeah. 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 I, th- um, we're just gonna leave it at that. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> that said, leave Basically, a comment. Yeah. <laughs> leave a comment on this YouTube d- video. And let us know what, what you think. What I'm saying is, if you're going to DM me, just only DM me nice things. I think I think that all the time. I always just, just DM nice things. Just yeah. do that. Just do that. Just, you know, live your life. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, hoping hoping the best for, for Constance. I hope she has new things coming out. I mean, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. You know, let's do it. Uh, all right, so now we got um, we're, we got a couple of voicemails here. Let's get I told into you it. we're we're in the we're in the we're in the we're the part of the pokeball where we got the voicemails, and I love voicemails. I think of voicemails as the the imitation crab part. Mm. I love imitation crab so much. Love imitation crab. I love that. I love imitation crab so much. I think they should call it crab, and I and think they make should actual crab. Yeah, I sh- I think they should call crab try hard crab. <laughs> Okay, so you're bumping down yes. crab to like yeah. not even that good. Yeah. And then imitation crab is the crab. Imitation crab we call crab. Okay. And then when you if you have a like a cra- like a crab cake crab, yeah. crab, then that should just be called come on crab. Wow, when you say crab a lot, it doesn't sound like a word crab, anymore. Crab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why I should imitation crab, crab now is now crab. Okay. Anyway, I'm on board. I love I love imitation crab, okay? And uh, we're going to be getting up to this with some voicemails. This is an interesting one. We got a couple. I'm going to do, we're going to do a couple. And I think there's kind of a theme here. 
So um, let's just let's just it'll be fun. Hey guys, this week hmm, I was a peaceful Asian. <laughs> I've been trying to get more balance and ease with my life um, since moving to LA, and just being okay with being lonely and being by myself. A lot of meditation, a lot of journaling, a lot of just being present. And I think a lot of our stress comes from thinking too much in the future, thinking too much in the past. And I've been trying to ground myself and be more present in, you know, what's happening around me. Um, But I wanted to ask you both, since you're both from the West Coast, what is it between like East Coast? What are the differences um, between East Coast Asians and West Coast Asians? So, I'm originally from Toronto. I moved to New York, lived there for eight years to pursue my master's. Lived there, got really sick and tired, and was just stressed all the time. And moved to LA and feel reborn. And just curious to hear what your thoughts are for kind of like the coast migration between Asians, the differences, the similarities. Ali Wong does this great piece about calling her husband, who's from the East Coast like me, a lacrosse Asian, (laughs) which was hilarious because basically, you know, I feel like I had a racial awakening last year after the Atlanta shooting, and I feel more Asian on the West Coast, and I feel like a lot of West Coast Asians are more secure with their identity being Asian, Um, whereas on the East Coast, Maybe there's not as many. You constantly feel like you have to fight, you know, climb to the top. I don't know. That's just my point of view. But, yeah, I just wanted to, to ask that and, and um, see what you all thought. And I'm feeling great in L.A. It, it is hard to make friends with my community, but I, I know it'll happen over time. And I just want to say that, Jenny is doing an amazing job. I like that there's a female voice balance now to the podcast. I I liked it before, but sometimes it was hard for me to listen because it was just too much male energy. (laughs) Loving that there's balance and you guys are hilarious. I'm like laughing out loud all the time now. Keep it up. Okay, got a lot. I got a lot going on there. There was a big beefy voicemail. Big beefy imitation crap. Yeah, it was like the whole stick. You know? Oh my oh, god! Yeah, I do. I love eating it, just like, <clears throat> like, just like biting it in. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my god, dude. Okay. First of all, thank you. I I was going to cut it off there. Yeah. No, no, I'm glad that you kept it because I, you know, I was like, is this going to keep going? And I'm glad we <laughs> let glad, it keep yeah. going. Yes, dude. So many of our voicemails always end with, "I love having Jenny." Really? So many. Oh, good. I know. I really bring a feminine energy. We to kind we, of everything we rarely, I do. Rarely talk about buttholes anymore. I know. We gotta. We're, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna do an episode now. We're just gonna be a throwback. And it's gonna be all butts. Yeah. Go ahead, and I'll be over here, absolutely not engaging. <laughs> I'd be like, "Why do you think you're so obsessed with talking about buttholes, Mike? Let's get into the why." <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Lots on here so much so i guess the first thing peaceful asian you know she's she gorgeous moved to, to la gotta get out of your little comfort zone i think that's uh, i think it's important yes but then find a place that's going to be your new comfort zone yeah that's cool i think yeah. that's sweet and that? also just being comfortable being by yourself i think is key i think a lot mm-hmm. of people don't do that Word. so also she's still 
don't worry she still dropped that she went to grad school so I know. <laughs> don't think that we didn't see that okay with the little Brag. subtle you know like, i'm trying to be peaceful i'm trying to find myself master's degree <laughs> boom okay all right no need to flex so hard on us yeah um yeah and i think it's an interesting question i think about this like a lot being oh, me too. east coast versus a west coast person and especially yeah like even but let me also yeah, make it okay. clear Go. i think bay area and la are very different Ooh. having gone to berkeley I, you know it's like you meet so yeah. many people from different parts of you meet so many asians specifically from different parts of california and i do think there's a difference between being raised in the bay area and la well, okay let's okay let's, first of all let's start let's start there bay area this is in california bay area versus southern california i think that at least my kind of take is that I have a lot of good friends who were raised in LA area. And I do think there are one more different types of Asians in LA. Uh-huh. It seems to me more diverse yeah. Asian groups yeah. um, in Southern California and just more Asian people sure. in Southern California. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people who grew up only with Asian people in Southern California. Yep. And I think it's, a, there are parts of the Bay Area that are like that. I didn't grow up in a part that was like, like only Asians. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I think in the Bay Area, it depends on where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I do think it's just less, it's, it's just less. It's just smaller. <laughs> it's smaller. And in LA, I think my takeaway, at least from like my, the people I know, I think a lot of people, uh, are comfortable in their Asianness, but also never really thought about their Asianness oh, too deeply because yeah. you are growing up with growing only up with Asian, people. Asian people. And like, I never grew up with only Japanese people. Maybe that's hard to do in general. Yeah. Um. But I do have friends who like grew up basically with like most like, Korean pe- friends who are only, grew up amongst a lot of Korean people. Mm. And I think that's a very different experience. Yeah. Um, where you don't have to examine your Asianness in relation to white people or non Asian people. Mm. Um, in a in a certain certain way. Does it, what I'm saying make so, sense? So so you're saying that because there's so many you know big enclaves of Asian people in in Southern California, you can be more comfort confident in kind of like your own culture. Yeah. And you, you you don't, but you don't have to examine yourself necessarily in in terms of whiteness. Maybe is whiteness. what I'm talking about. Like it, I think you versus the bay. But I'm talking about from. I guess I have to talk from yeah. my own no, yeah, no, that's, individual that's experience because sometimes when you said lacrosse, when you said lacrosse Asian, yeah. I was like, I think I'm maybe lacrosse Asian. Oh yeah. But I'm from San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> like our high school had a very strong lacrosse team and crew team. If that did gives you, you any sort of sense. Team? Who did you yes. play? I don't know. I wasn't part of that team. Nobody. I mean, I didn't play lacrosse. I watched one lacrosse game because our lacrosse team was apparently very strong. And I did not understand what was going on. And I yeah. thought it was a boring sport. It's such a weird, it's such a weird thing. And I remember Berkeley had a really good lacrosse. We oh, were really? very good at lacrosse. I, yeah. So just, weird. Like, don't I had no understand. idea. It's such a white sport. Um, but I think for me, I always was not secure in my Asianness because I was in schools that were like 50, maybe 50% Asian, 50% white or oh. like, and then I increasingly moved to more white schools. Oh. Um, and so I always was insecure in my Asianness. Oh. But then I met people when I went to Berkeley, it was the first time where we had to differentiate Asians. Uh-huh. Where uh-huh. like people come like, what are you? Oh, I are see. you Korean? Yeah, and I versus, was like, what yeah, the yeah, heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, weren't we just all We're Asian? We're all just friends now. <laughs> and I realized that. We're all enemies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there was like, I realized like our identities were so different because of the environments that we're in. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if you're Asian in my school, there was like the Asian group. Uh-huh. Um, whereas then I went to Berkeley and people were like, no, no, like we're different Asians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I, and I found out people were like, I don't know how to talk to people that aren't Asian. And I was yeah. like, wow, I didn't know that you could do that yeah. and be that way. I didn't yeah. have that choice Yo. <laughs> growing up. 
Versus, so then what do you think about e- East Coast versus West Coast? I don't... I feel like because East... I don't know. I don't know very many people who are East Coast Asians. Mm. Now I think about it. Most of my Asian friends who live here are from the West Coast. Yeah. There's a lot of West Coast people who are taking over. Do you um, know East Coast Asians? I know some. I think a lot of our... I mean, not like know them, but just interacting with a lot of them from just being in New York City yeah. for so long. And then a lot of our fans are from the East Coast. Yeah. And they do... They often say... I often hear that like, oh, California Asians are different. They're like a little bit more secure in who they are. Um, And I think it's, I think it's a little complicated. I feel sometimes the thing about, you sometimes see this more in California is there is a kind of enough population density where you can, you can, you can be in a place where you are the majority. Yeah. Right. Um, Whereas I think on the East coast, the enclaves are a little smaller, except maybe in Flushing or something like that. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a second. But like in a lot of the places you go to Boston or Philly, you're still small enough where right. like you can get randomly fucking uh, hate crime called. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was like a normal experience. But yeah. like you're in, in if you're in fucking uh, Diamond Bar yeah. in fucking California, <laughs> right? everyone is uh, Asian you're yeah. not going to be getting that as much because and you can just kind of like live your life right. like that the fact that even i know what diamond bar you know is and i've never lived is. in southern california you all gotta check out that. diamond bar okay <laughs> incredible boba but also i think that you have to have a place where that that density also allows you to then see a lot of different kinds of asian people yeah who are living all kinds of different lives you know um i think that's why i've, I've spoken about this on the podcast before where I never felt the whole thing where it's like, oh, Asian men aren't cool or sexy or whatever the fuck. Because when I was at Berkeley and and even before, I saw so many Asian dudes and so many of them were clearly yes. hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and so it it, it it like that stereotype would I would he, I would encounter it, but I would just bounce off me because I'm like you're clearly it's not real. You clearly made this For up. You. Yeah. you know, you might as well say, Oh, all Asian guys have blue skin. Right okay all right i agree you know? at berkeley i feel the same way then i was I like there's just so many asian people who are doing all doing different things exactly some of them are uh yeah you know very uh sort of quote-unquote stereotypical like you know i'm going to become an engineer but mm-hmm. even those guys like there was like a huge plethora of different ones that, yeah uh, you know but and then i saw asian people who are like music people people yeah. who are creative people who are like fuck-ups like yeah. myself you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it i think that's important and i think that allows you essentially to be um more comfortable because you you can see more uh multiverses of yourself yeah Boom, brought it back to That's the beginning exactly you know what i'm saying you can see all these different things yeah so yeah. i guess the difference here is not so much east coast west coast it's just whether like you grew up in an area that had enough asian right. people where you can feel like you can like see different versions the fact that like yes. your asianness does not define you but if you are a minority in the in the environment then of course the your asianness might define you in a yeah, way that your makes Asian-ness, you insecure yeah and the, and then because you're you know and 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 to bring it to flushing yeah because i think there's a lot of asian people in flushing yeah and sometimes they i feel i get the sense that maybe they have a certain kind of experience because the um they the, the population here in new york and i'm talking very broadly is tends to be more working class mm-hmm and when you're more working class, you're like on that path of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, the the 
the professional class. Yeah. I, you know, like I'm going to study and become a blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. You maybe maybe you see a little less of like the Asian people who are just like into lacrosse and yeah. the Asian people or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that is you know, bottom line. You know, class also starts playing yes. a factor. Whereas again in California, you're seeing like people who. Maybe they've been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they came here and 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 some you know some of them are working class and some of them are professionals. And and again, seeing that diversity, the multiversity mm-hmm. of the Asian experience allows you to be more comfortable. So I think that plays into it. Yeah. And uh, rather ra- rather than like, like yeah, just coast. because you're from just because you're from Massachusetts. Yeah. Although that is a thing too. So anyways, that's what it is. And I'd love to hear what our listeners yes. have to say. You know. Um, about it um but also congratulations to this person for having their like a racial awakening because i think we all kind of i don't know about you but i had mine for sure as well in the last like couple of years as well welcome to the club so i understand and i feel for you and i think it's great yeah all right uh what should we do another yeah we're talking so much today i'm loving it hi jenny and mike this is sasha and i was a rice cooker asian uh so full disclosure i am actually russian ukrainian born in moscow my mom's side of the family is from siberia my dad's uh side is ukrainian jews um yeah, uh, I have a son, and he is half Asian. And when I was pregnant with him, my gay Asian friend was teaching me that when you're into Latino men, you are a bean queen. And when you are into Asian men, you're uh, called a uh, rice queen. And I looked at him and said, well, I guess I'm a rice cooker as I am cooking this little baby love love your show uh and i hope you guys are well um so it's that she found out from her gay asian friend that if you like asian men you're called a rice queen and he she has a baby yes that's half asian so she said she's a rice cooker exactly got there hilarious i love it i first of all didn't know that we had this kind of listener and yeah. I'm, I'm fucking so down for this shit, man. Yes. You know, we got we offered a little something for everybody. Wait, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, did you know about the rice queen terminology? I did know about that. I did too. Yeah. I don't I, know if I like that. I don't know if I like it either. <laughs> uh, I I do know there's a lot of complicated shit. There when is it comes a lot to, of complicated you know, stuff. Yeah. When know, it comes to the the terminologies the used, especially sometimes with um, specifically gay ma- male spaces. We can we'll we'll, um, we'll get Dylan back on here. Yeah. You know, yeah, because I can't him. speak to this. I've just no. heard a lot about I it. I have heard a lot about it. So, um, but I do like the term rice cooker. I do like the term rice cooker. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wonder if when she was giving birth, did she do the little song? You know, I know, like she's done. Yeah, <laughs> I have one of the I have that rice cooker that makes the sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I love rice. Yep. So, I mean, I'm not like I'm not gonna argue with that. That's a powerful. That's a that's own it. Yeah, own it i, I love, love it. rice i love rice it's my number one carb which i think people shocks people because people love bread and like noodles and stuff yeah. but i love rice i don't even think of it as food it's just like air yeah i know i have to just, i need it's it just, it's just i hair. can't imagine living without it no that's why my favorite carb is fries i still because why? fries for me is like a treat oh whereas I rice see. is just like that's just like i mean water. i also love fries yeah 
and fries is water to me fries yeah. is water yeah <laughs> <laughs> my brain um, is broken we uh yeah so this caller um it yeah it, she calls herself a rice cooker love it uh and um Oh no! I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a new dad. Yeah. But just the idea that like my son is a bowl of rice. Yes, like, that's so cute. Nom 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 nom. You know, I've been trying to dress. It's I've been trying to dress my son in different costumes. Um, it's hard to find because I want him to. I want to dress him like in all these different vegetables. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like dressing a baby as a vegetable is hilarious. To yeah, me. and I want adorable. Him, so cute. But I, I want to do corn. Yeah. Uh maybe sushi uh, sushi would be good that's not a vegetable at all that's not a vegetable it's my vegetable <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even count yeah exactly doesn't even count but it's just really cute when a baby's dressed like sushi oh my god what kind of sushi though um like whatever like um sashimi like a tuna uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I think i've seen one where it's like the shrimp one <gasps> you have to do the shrimp one that's a pretty good one maybe for halloween i'll buy it you know what not even for Halloween. I'm just going to straight up just do it on a Saturday. Oh my God. Just yes. a random, no, Thursday. Just yeah. a random Thursday. Take him out. Maybe I'll, when, when me and my wife and him are going to a Japanese restaurant yes. for sushi, do he's dressed it. up as sushi. You know that you'll get free sushi out of it. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, that's really cute. Damn, here's, that's cute. Here's a platter of free sushi. And you go, that's right. I hey, knew it. Be careful not to eat your son. Yeah. Because he looks just you like this little, that, yeah. shrimp, this little shrimp. Oh, yeah. So and yummy. <laughs> Oh, all right well um that was the podcast it was yeah. a nice beefy podcast it was beefy or rather rather poke podcast okay nice <laughs> really good job <laughs> <laughs> moving it moving it that direction i think uh, i think our listeners liked it um and uh, if you if you did like it leave us a review uh hit, hit five stars all that good stuff um and uh you know what if you uh really in- enjoy our uh this this sort of thing um you know, you can check out our live comedy show, Hack City. Uh, the next one, I think, was August 12th. But then it's every, it's every, it's the second Saturday. So you can come check it out. Second Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Second Friday. <laughs> don't go up, show up on Saturday. Yeah, don't show up don't on show Saturday. Up. Second Friday of every month. Um, and yeah, you can uh, always follow us on Instagram at Asian.AsianPod. And you can follow me on Instagram at NicePantsBro. And you can find me anywhere at Moto. Yes, um, and please leave us a voicemail. Uh, I um, realized that I didn't leave the number. Shit. You can always leave us a voicemail. The number is 646-809-7231. 646-809-7231. And uh, until then, um, be nice in all the multiverses. Yes, I like that. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.